what's happening everybody welcome back to another episode of strange happenings as always we're bringing the strange uh i'm your host mikey as always the bro host bub hello and behind the scenes and master control stoner and uh, disbro the bro stoner the uh, all-encompassing wizard mm -hmm. and we appreciate everything those guys do make everything look and sound awesome uh looks like we got some folks in the chat hanging out born not to run what's Happy happening Monday. cryptids of the corn i'm guessing that's mr e at work listening or or jay yeah one of those guys uh which brings up the awesome rad time we had at frog band fest got the shirt this on. weekend we had a <clears throat> a friday night hang uh with the fellas we had we, we had a good we had a good time it was a weekend uh, yeah we in did, a day did some av work uh yeah. for help jeff and john out a little bit in the speaker room and trying to our best to make everything look good and sound good in there. I thought it went um, out pretty well. Yeah, it was really cool to just meet all the speakers and yeah. exchange contacts and uh, be able to uh, kind of ex expand the bro zone. Well, and ease up you their know. day a little bit. I think you or Kyle had said yeah. that, you know, they'd never had so many people come back and say, oh, gosh, that was so great. That made it so easy. You know, right, right. Whatever it was about it that was Necro, uh, what's know, happening, dude? just facilitating the day um, was a lot of fun to be able to yeah. help out with. This picture's great. And this is our uh, hang on Friday after setup. We got there around, like, 9 o'clock. This is at the Monkey Bar in uh, Mainsville or one of those little – the Little Miami River Valley area yeah. is just so cool. I know, right? And this place was right on the river, and it poured that whole drive down there, and that river was full. I want to go there when it's warm. Yeah. I want to be out on, on that. the deck, yeah. on the patio. Yeah. Such a sweet spot. Maybe in the uh, uh, but, spring sometime. You know, uh, these, these folks were great people. We got to meet all these guys were awesome. Some Cryptids of the Corn fans had a nice little meetup and group, and we crashed the party. And, yeah. And... Uh, it was, was a super fun day. Oh, yeah. Jay in his double hat. He goes the next day. He's like, I didn't even know I was wearing a double hat. Because <laughs> until I saw that picture, I was like, oh, yeah, you were doing it. Oh, great. Uh, uh, and I want a hat from Mark. I want him to make me a hat. The guy with the hat on backwards uh, was making a lot of sweet caps yeah. for uh, Cryptids of the Corn. Right, right. Um, but yeah, the presentation room was fun. Oh yeah, a lot of people uh, had come up to the where our table, were hanging out with us, saying what's up. We got to meet. This is a photo of of James Willis. He's the uh, strange and spooky as his brand. And but he uh, did all like the the weird Ohio, the mm -hmm. weird U.S. Books. books. Yeah, he's um, an author. Yeah, um, you know, goes around gives great presentations. This was on the moth. Uh, I'm sorry, the frog Loveland Frogman right. folklore in general of kind of how you get yeah. from this sighting to uh, uh, basically a frogman in the in the river with a wand, and how it kind of became what we now know as the Loveland Frogman. It was really. Really cool stuff. He gave every aspect of it from the outside reports, right? And just the variations on the size and color and shape and yeah. how many there were. If they had weird, like, bulbous bellies oh and these weird, like, through the whole astrological gamut. or zodiac symbols on their stomachs. All, like, weird stuff. That yeah, part threw me off. Yeah. I'd never heard anybody <coughs> talk so in-depth on, really, it was more like the historical angle not necessarily of from the encounters, but yeah. you know, chronologically kind of putting the whole timeline together. Yeah. And the variations, like you said, of uh, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, from the, the outset of 
we saw this, stories. we saw that. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no, somebody shot a lizard or they didn't shoot or they yep. brought it here. Or they, it was like this because yep. I, I, you don't hear many modern accounts of anybody seeing a frog man, right? Anywhere right. else. That's what I was just talking about before the show, too. I was like, yeah, I love the Loveland Frogman. I love the story um, or, you know, the kind of like mythos about it. But I don't know, yep. you know, how rooted in lore it is and how rooted in possible reality of a cryptid. But, again, that's sure. why it's a cryptid. Exactly. But it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun. I love the stories. He killed it, too. Tobias? Yeah, Tobias from uh, Singular Fortean is uh, his it. group. But Tobias has been featured in... Uh, small town monsters documentaries. He's mm-hmm. been on uh, uh, some of the Josh Gates um, TV shows. Okay, uh, Expedition Unknown. Okay, so he's been featured on uh, different documentaries. Is a researcher. Yeah, um, Fortean uh, researcher. Yeah, is kind of his specialty. Um, but his whole presentation on the Lake Michigan Mothman. He came which in strong. I hadn't like, known great. much about that story at great. all. So amazing to hear more about that. Yeah, um, he kind of kicked the door down on that one. That was great. Yep. Uh, great stuff by Tobias. Got to chat with him a little bit uh, before and after, and um, he's got a lot of cool things happening. Oh, yeah. Um, but Singular Fortean on Instagram. And uh, this is B Mills. Uh, B Mills was awesome. I mean, she shared some great uh, personal stories and uh, right. vocalizations, different evidence, um, but had an awesome presentation and, you know, she's, uh, we had found out later she came and hung out when yeah. we went, uh, and hung out with cryptos of the corn and had some dinner. Joel, yeah. So she let me know that, uh, she's, uh, the producer of the, uh, Bigfoot, the Hocking Hills Bigfoot festival. So that was go to that. put two and two together there. And yeah. I know, uh, Justin spoke really highly of her. So it was cool to, uh, check B out with this presentation. It was great to see her pre- presentation overall and, and just get to talk to her as well, because she's yeah. no different from the presentation to her. You know, she's a very seamless, right. doesn't put on anything. It's not about, and no. not that anybody did, but just the overall delivery of each. We've different been to a topic. lot of conferences and have yeah, seen we, the gamut of right, personalities. Right. And she, she was much more like, kind of like, um, almost seemed like very enthused, but yeah, nonchalant too at the same time of like very oh, yeah. easy going about her research and very yep. fluid about, yeah, you know, um, if you have questions or reaching out, like from what you had said, it seems yeah. like she's just, uh, and from what I gathered and interacted with her, I so, thought she uh, had a great So Cryptos of the Corn says uh, she runs, she wants, uh, both runs the, both the festival and the conference. Oh, cool. So yeah, she did mention the conference as well. Cool. Um, the Hocking Hills Bigfoot Festival and Conference. Make sure you guys go check that out. Put that on the radar. Um, I know we will be. Um, and then uh, Jeff, of course, uh, Jeff Craig. Yeah. He's the kind of brainchild he's, behind the Frogman Fest. It yeah. was, you know, really well ran. I think a lot of people were happy. It went really smooth. They kept bringing extra chairs uh, in all day. Yeah. It was yeah, great. Very yeah. Uh, focused yeah. and conscious about you know the the speaker room and making mm-hmm. sure everybody had seats. Jeff, uh, those guys nailed it. Did a great Thank job. everybody at Frogman Festival, all the people behind the scenes. Asher's. It was just a good time. Yeah, Asher mm-hmm. did a wonderful job. I love the, uh, yep. the frog eyeballs that people were wearing. Uh, there were quite a few people right. dressed in full regalia oh, yeah. as a full frog man. <laughs> yeah. Jeff had a frog painted on his face at one point. I mean, it's... Yeah. Again, like, you know, you, 
if I grew up around that area and that was probably, I'd probably be even more into it. I'm already into it because I like that, that yeah. avenue, right? I like yeah. cryptids and I like now that we've gone to a couple of these conferences. Yep. Yeah. I love going because you're in a like-minded environment to where, you, you know, generally you're not in a like-minded environment when you're talking about cryptids or paranormal or whatever oh, yeah. it is. So you're definitely to find your tribe so to speak, you. in that, yeah. in that genre is great because you go, Hey, is it weird that I saw this? Or is it weird that I, you know, want to see a frogman or whatever it is? Like, it's cool to have, it that is weird, but in a great per- way, that's when you get excited <laughs> about the weirdness. That's what I'm saying. It's great. Yep. It's palpable. Um, yeah, absolutely. And they had a, that's the other thing that I thought about the festival was great. You could feel that energy all day. Like, it didn't stop. Yeah. It just trucked on through the day, knocked it time. out in one afternoon, you know, one yeah, day. Yeah, and being a one-day festival, I think, was Very perfect clean. for the first year. I think yeah. they nailed it, um, being able to kind of pack everything in that 10 a.m. to really 5 p.m. Well, I think the Meta and, Zoo... Uh, gameplay yeah, shout out outlasted, to outlasted it, the festival. We left, yeah. It was still going on. <laughs> shout out to MetaZoo. They sponsored. Uh, and anybody that does the MetaZoo uh, gameplay, I had a question. I didn't want to interrupt anybody. What's the goggles about? I learned I, a lot I saw more everybody wearing goggles. Yeah. I want to know about that. Any game that you need goggles to play, I'm probably in on. That's uh, what I'm saying. Termenic, you got to hit him up on Instagram. He's one of the okay. uh big players in cool. in the MetaZoo game but he's he actually set up his camera and uh microphone was next to us during Oh yeah uh, yeah 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 the first one D's D. Elliot. Yeah, yeah D Elliot yeah um great that was presenta- a great presentation yeah folklore of the big 3 of West Virginia if i would have known that was a Mothman. degree <clears throat> i probably would have done that right that's what we're doing now <laughs> Well, we without a degree, I'm sorry. I don't mean to say that we do not have the degree. What I'm saying is, yes. had I known that like was a possibility, D. Elliot yeah. has a degree, and it's a great way to get started. Folklore um, uh, wrote a dissertation, which was this was uh, their presentation, on, right? From the thesis, their thesis. Yeah. So yeah. really cool to see them. It's a good job uh, doing such good work. You know, we got to um, shout out some people in there quick. Justin yeah. Lamb. Yeah, what's up, Necro. Justin Lamb? Necro's already got the frog up in the chat. Yeah, I love it, love it. <laughs> um, yeah, canoeing down in the, that's something I, I that like, Loveland, great. the whole town is, all those people are canoers and kayakers, and and there's so much cool stuff that down there, you pull your boat up and get out. But see, that's what saved us growing up in the, the next spot. We had a little Crick or a stream, at least. We always are in the crick. We're in flat land, but always had, in the crick. You had somewhere that you could go see Still turtles, forks. snakes, yeah. whatever. Yeah, we don't have that. So Muskrats, I think anytime I'm groundhogs. around water like that, I I start to think about because I don't have that necessarily visual distance nearby here. I can drive yeah. to it, but yeah, it's cool when you're just hanging out by it. Um, uh, we could do some hey. quick shout outs. Um, our Facebook group is growing. We've yeah. got some uh, some new members. Uh, I'd like to welcome R. Kelly Markle, excuse me if I'm saying your name incorrectly, um, and Kane Barber. And then also we have Alex Samuel Thompson. Well, I think we might know that guy. Uh, Katie Nichols, Tyler Bond, Taylor uh, Tigner, Omar De La Rosa Jr., Elvis Romero, Fuenas. We know, I think we know who that is. Uh, Kevin Clayton, (laughs) Jeffrey Wilson. Hey, Jeffrey. uh, Rich Rich Koss, uh, Anisha, hmm, I wonder who that is, uh, Cody Stoner, shout out to uh, 
uh, Stoner's little bro, Cody, and Felicia, Felicia Baker. I think nice. I know who that is as well. Mm-hmm. So welcome to all of them. And, uh, Bub, you got some shout-outs from uh, – you had a, a somewhat of a comment last week. I made a comment. <laughs> I made a comment that, you know, we look at our numbers and we check to – we don't check it, but it's just fun. It's, it's, to it's, see again, it's like, who's listening where. Yeah, because I'll look at this map and every day, like, it could be something different. Like, like today we had pop-up Nigeria and South Africa. Never seen that pop-up before. Yeah. Uzbekistan. Hey. Who knows? Welcome, Uzbekistan. But I made the comment that who knows if people are actually listening in these countries or if it's a VPN. <laughs> and I wasn't saying it to be a jerk. I said it in the same way. I said it. I support it either way, whether you're in uh, Uzbekistan listening or you're in South Carolina listening, uh, saying you're in Uzbekistan. I don't care. Yeah. As long as you're listening, that's cool. But then we actually had somebody reach out on social media and say, hey, that, that is me in Japan. Yeah. So we really appreciate that. Instagram, that's, shout out that's to really cool. Lindsay, right? Uh, Lindsay Ann. Lindsay Ann. Yeah. Welcome from Japan. Thank you for listening to our show. That's and cool. she did mention she uh, got hip to us through uh, Hollow Sky and the right, Hollow Right, Call. right, right, right. So shout out to them. She's always looking for good uh, English-speaking podcasts and uh, well, came living, across us living through, abroad like so that. Shout out to the Hollow Cult. Yeah, big shout out. They, that helped. Um, yeah, you know, just expose our weirdness to other people as well. So, yep. and by the way, our uh, episode with Jolt Thomas landed today on all the audio pr- it platforms. It did. So, uh, you know, all you guys that have been tuning into that episode, yeah, uh, we appreciate that. Uh, we hit some more weird, you know, milestones already. Yeah, Appalachian have- Intelligence crushed. Yeah, um, that those that was uh, a, another great episode, and then. Um, so yeah, we appreciate all those listeners on you guys at you on YouTube, yeah, and also on Spotify, Apple, Google, oh, yeah. wherever you're listening as well. We appreciate it. Yep, we really do. Anything Otherwise, else there? I don't think so. Okay, you want to hop in? Other social media. Sure, dive right, right let's, in. Let's dive in, Bob. All right, so uh, I got to just preface by saying I've finally jumped on to watching Last of Us. <laughs> and so when I saw this article, I was just like, oh, my God, we got to go into this. So it comes from the New York Times saying that the uh, uh, whiskey fungus fed by Jack Daniels encrusts a Tennessee town. So the dark growth fed by alcohol vapors from barrels of aging Jack Daniels whiskey has coated homes, cars, patio furniture and road signs in a sooty crust. The residents are saying so woman. So one woman is suing uh, Lincoln County. And this article is by Michael Levinson. It's from March 1st of 2023. Um, And so the ethanol-fueled fungus known as whiskey fungus has thrived for centuries around distilleries and bakeries. It's been the source of complaints from residents who live near Kentucky bourbon distilleries, Canadian whiskey makers, and Caribbean uh, rum manufacturers. And he said, now it is driving a wedge between some residents of Lincoln County, Tennessee, and Jack Daniels, the famed distillery founded in 1866 in neighboring Moore County. For months, some residents have complained that the sooty crust has blanketed their cars, their homes, basically anything outside that's going to get this kind of feeding of this alcohol fume that feeds this fungus, it's going to grow there. And so it just, you know, if it's landing on your house, that's where the fungus is going to grow on. So it's landing everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it's just crusting over everything. Um, So Jack Daniels... um, 
has built six warehouses known as Bear Houses to age whiskey in the rural county, which is home to about 35,000 residents and is building a seventh on a property that has room to house one more, a company spokesman said. The distillery has asked the county to rezone a second property where it could build six additional barrel houses. So you've already got residents with their houses turning into Stranger Things and looking like Last of Us. And, you know, I don't know if you could scrape that stuff off and ferment it yourself and brew your own Jack Daniels and just tell them, tough luck, make your own Jack Daniels out of it, maybe. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, what are you supposed to do? So if you're expanding your footprint of making this... uh, What'd she say? Didn't they use the fungus find outlaws still in the woods? Oh, what does that mean? Oh, the outlaws stills in the woods are using. Oh, maybe. Interesting. Never yeah. heard that. No. Or not to run. Good yeah. point. A company representative, Don Willis, told county officials in November that 14 barrel houses would generate $1 million in annual property tax revenue for the county, which had approved about $15 million in general fund spending for the 2022 fiscal year. Not all the residents are happy about the expansion. Um, Christy Long, the owner of a local mansion built in 1900, which Hmm. she operates as a venue for wedding and other events, sued the county in January, contending that barrel houses near her property lacked the proper permits. Insider previously reported on the dispute. So there's some pictures there, too, of, um, you know, what it does to just the outside foliage, you know, your plant life. Not only is it covering a building, it's going to um, coat this other plant life and potentially, you know, suffocate out all of your flowers, trees, anything that looks nice. And it's, that's, that's wild. Um, a judge ruled last week that one barrel house currently under construction had not been properly approved and that its building permit would have to be rescinded until Jack Daniels obtained the necessary permits. Um, Mrs. Long's lawyer, Jason Holloman said he planned to ask the judge and County to stop Jack Daniels from using other barrel houses near Mrs. Long's 4,000 square foot mansion known as the manor at Shea Joe. Um, so I, I can see where this is coming now. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to go into all the um, article that deeply. It's, it seems like there is now a point of they've been doing this for a long time. Jack Daniels is not doing anything different than what they've done historically. They're going to make a bigger property. What it seems like is there's value around that Jack Daniels or there's value in the properties around them. And those property owners that are trying to do something with them can't do anything now because their property is basically suffering from all the fungal growth from this alcohol that feeds it in the, in the vapors that come off the factory. It's just wild. So it's just, who would have thought, uh, I mean, the fungus over time of that plant or distillery or whatever being there for so long that it's made its way into this special fungus. Yeah. But they said it's common around like Caribbean rum houses and, and different. So it's not something unknown. But just recently it's just gotten out of control. Mm -hmm. Well, and it sounds like, a, not proper permits. Are you? Here's the thing I don't understand. How can't you just scrub that air so that you're not letting all? You know, it's a harmless byproduct, right? It's alcohol. I, what do you think? The birds are going to get drunk in the air. Or somebody driving down the highway is going to yeah. inhale enough, you know, alcohol on the on the air particle and, and get drunk. No, so it's not a worry in that regard. But clearly, it's doing something now that we see at a macro scale rather than. If you're doing it for five, ten years, it's probably not a problem, but you're doing this persistently to where you've now set up an ecosystem that uh-huh. feeds mm-hmm. a problem. That's yep. unheard of in my history don't of knowing a, how alcohol is Don't made. buy a house next to a whiskey still is kind of all I'm getting here. I wouldn't have thought that meant because of the fungus. I thought it meant you're... Just going to get hammered all the time? 
Just get that wiki flowing <laughs> 24. I mean, you probably you don't want to live next to the wiki like, factory if you like wiki. Yeah, Not about the fungus. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess if you're really. Speaking of wiki. Yeah, I mean, what, you need a refill already? No, I was just giving a nod to the wiki. <laughs> wiki. We're saying wiki now every time. Whiskey. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> um,. The next one, is that me? Are you, you good next. on this one? You're next. We hit yeah, all the you points? Too, you okay. got me laughing too much. You're good. next. This is you all and your right. you and your Goonies hunt for gold. <laughs> well, you know, the Goonies had a massive impact on my life. So, oh, it's great. Um, you, know, I, you know, that was before. That's when you rented VHSs. Or you little, borrowed them for a rel- now, from a relative that on. had cable that hang dubbed on. them off. Do you remember the little St. Henry grocery store? That had the rental. Gail's IGA? No, no, no. It's uh, no idea what it's called. But they're used. I don't think it's there anymore. But they had this little store, and they had a whole video rental department back there. And we would rent Goonies every weekend, seven weeks in a row. Instead of buying. Was it attached to the grocery store? Because I just remember. It was on the back end of it, yeah. But it's right. It's. Right down the main drag of Sand. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Brown front facade. I don't think it's It's there like a anymore. car dealership now. Yeah. Is that Gell's? I guess that would It would have been the back been. end of Gell's. Okay. Yeah. Which is now a restaurant. Char- shout out to Charlie Gell's. There you go. 3G's restaurant. Yeah, exactly. It's a good spot. Seven weeks in a row. Why don't you just buy me the VHS? <laughs> just get me the VHS. You're spending, I mean, economically. Now, again, I don't know if you knew this, but VHS's were like $100. Oh. To no. buy back in the day. That's how Blockbuster really? and all these video co- rental companies became so big. Sweet Jesus. Because the, the people, you know, Hollywood's, the studios are in their head. If you have seven people sitting around watching the movie because Jesus. they think it is in terms of ticket prices. Oh, well, you're going to have seven people over and you're all going to watch that all at once. Well, that's how they that's controlled one, it. That's $100. That's how you control the... You did, so you got to make money off of your it. mom and dad. My mom and dad aren't going to buy a hundred dollar movie. No, for us ever, to crack out on ever the Goonies ever. Nor should they. ten times like you know that's absurd. Kids now can just go on Netflix and watch their favorite movie. You want to watch? You have no idea how hard it was. Frozen children that aren't watching this podcast. Times. Yeah. yeah, or if there are kids watching this podcast, you have no idea. No, what we had to go through. We had to drive all the way to St. Henry. When Once I watched weekend. TV, whatever came on, I was happy with. Yeah. There was no, like, well, I wonder what's on or I want to watch that is, like, good luck. Exactly. If Yanni, Live at the Acropolis, came on, guess what we were watching? Yanni. Yanni. 100%. Or we were watching the Moody Blues. Yeah. Yeah. God. Well. It wasn't bad stuff. It's just like, yeah, would I pick it out? No. Absolutely. When we got so, satellite, we couldn't decide on a channel for more than 30 seconds. Right. Well, you had there was 600. Too many. We'd watch something. Oh, this is great. And kept flipping, kept flipping, kept flipping. I didn't watch a whole show for a year. Yeah, but you grew I grew up with HBO when I was a little kid, so I got we to got see it like, a ton of movies. Yeah, we got to like junior and, high, high school. And would just go nuts on, you know. I got that in a pool table all in one year. It was great. Yeah. No, your your basement was really sweet. It was a good hangout. Um, but anyways, back to what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, articles. That's right. <laughs> we're doing a news show. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Fortune Magazine by Michael Rubinikin, uh, the Associated Press, and headline, a metal detectorist is suing the FBI, claiming he alerted them to seven tons of Civil War era gold, and they took it away in a secret overnight dig. Now, we've heard these kind of stories before. 
Seven tons? I'm calling on you, yes. Seven tons. Seven tons. Again, we're not great at math. We always get into this kind of I know what seven tons is. That's 14,000 pounds. It's a, but of treasure? Of gold. Of gold? Like I said, Walter White got a barrel. Okay, let's put this they into perspective. They gave him money, at least. They, yes. Yes, they killed his brother-in-law, but they had they, to. Now they put Dean Norris in the hole. And now, If this yeah. guy's brother-in-law dies and they don't give him one ounce of seven tons of Civil War gold. But we've heard this kind of thing plenty of times. You know, where the, the these agencies, they come in. Anyways, we'll, we'll right, move right. on. Let's yeah, not yeah. speculate yeah, yeah, yeah. too far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dennis Parada waged a legal battle to force the FBI to turn over records of its excavation in Dents Run, Pennsylvania, where local lore says an 1863 shipment of Union gold disappeared on its way to the U.S. Mint in Philadelphia. The FBI, which went... Uh, to dense run after sophisticated testing suggest, suggested tons of gold might be buried there, has long insisted the dig came up empty. So they are telling people that, yes, we did a dig there, but there's nothing there, nothing to see here. So Parada and his advisors, who have spent countless hours Pouring over the newly released government records believed otherwise. They accused the FBI of distorting key evidence and properly withholding records in an apparent effort to conceal the recovery of a historic, extremely valuable gold cache. The FBI defends its handling of the materials. Parada's dispute with the FBI is playing out in federal court where a judge overseeing the case must decide whether the FBI will have... Uh, will have to release its operational plan for the gold dig and other records it wants to keep secret. What? Okay, sounds like JFK file situation. Uh, the judge could also order the FBI to keep looking for additional materials to turn over to the treasure hunter. We feel, in quotes, uh, we feel we were double-crossed and lied to, Parada said in an interview at his cramped wood-paneled office where huge drill bits and high-end metal detectors compete for space with rusty miner picks, Civil War-era cannon parts, and other odds and ends he dug up over the years. This guy's legit. He's, you walk into his office... You see drill bits, metal detectors. Oh, he's living it. You're in the right yeah. spot. Yeah. You want to go find some treasure? He's not LARPing. Parada, this yeah. guy, he's your guy. Yeah. Okay? Uh, quote, the like truth honey will, badger. Oh, yeah. He's he's obsessed. And guys Got like the this, that you know, they'll, are they being tracked? Are, are these people being, you know, like National Treasure? A great movie, Disney movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nick Cage. Both. You know, there's a new series out uh, that's kind of like the new next generation treasure hunters of, of that series. Okay. Uh, but my, my kids like it. Uh, right. So, you know, are these kind of guys being tracked almost to where, you know, something gets, hey, we're looking into this. They can just come in. Now you're just saying the plot of Indiana up. Jones and uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark when he got right? the first. They're yeah. ahead of you. They know what you're doing. They let you do all the hard work. Yep. It's like the patent office. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and file that patent and then make that thing. And yeah, then yeah. sue you. Yeah. They wait on you. And then the lawyers come in and, honey and then pot. next thing you know, well, not a honey they pot. own it. You know. It's just a trap. Yep, exactly. And, you know, the FBI's got massive amounts of lawyers and people that are, are writing this stuff up. What are they going to do with seven tons of gold? Melt it down and make coins. 
I don't know. What do you do with it? Sell it to pay the off tech. some of our debt that we got going on, maybe. Right. Would be well, a good idea for finding that cash. Can I just say one thing, too? Do you know this sounds like, was it the uh, plot of City Slickers 2? The legend? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, continue. Sorry. <laughs> that took me off guard. <laughs> Um, oh. very oh. unique reference there, too Bo. much. Oh God, it's the what? That's what the movie's about, though. <laughs> Curly's brother Duke comes back, yeah, because in Curly's hat he had this map, like the other half of a map. But it was like somebody either robbed a train or like Civil War era gold that was like hidden in right. like these mountains and these canyons. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like when I hear this, that's what my brain does. It, it's I've heard this in a certain way, and I I know I. There's a story out there. It's exactly, well, not exactly, but very close to it. And there's also the guy, wasn't there a guy who made his own treasure map? Or there's, what's that area in, like, the southwest where people go into those, like, canyons or back off into the um, cliffs and they don't make it back out? Everybody yeah. goes there looking for that gold. I can't remember the name of it. it uh, the Dutch miner. Yeah. D- lost Dutch, Dutch miner's gold. Lost Dutchman's gold. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. It's like stuff I think like that's that. Arizona, like the Four Corners region. Yeah, but there's also like this eccentric. I don't know if he was a millionaire or a billionaire. He made his own treasure map and right. literally made his own. Like if you go find it and get it, I think somebody found it for sure. Yeah, I don't know how many millions or whatever it was in it, but yep. Sorry. No, 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 no. God, this is good. Uh, so, in quote, he says, "The truth will come out," said Parada. Co-founder of the treasure hunting outfits Finders Keepers, solving the mystery is not only his uh, not only his goal. Uh, finding the mystery is not his only goal. There he had go. hoped to earn a finder's fee from the potential recovery of hundreds of millions of dollars worth of gold. An FBI spokesperson declined to answer questions about the agency's gold dig records or respond to the cover-up allegations. Of course. Citing the ongoing litigation, last year the FBI released a statement publicly acknowledging for the first time that it had been looking for gold in dense run. The statement said the FBI did not find any adding, did not find any, adding the agency, quote, continues to unequivocally reject any claims or speculation to the contrary. They're digging in. So there is a little, there is little evidence in the historical records to suggest that an army detachment lost a gold shipment in the Pennsylvania wilderness, possibly the result of an ambush by Confederate sympathizers. But the legend has inspired generations of treasure hunters, Parada being among them. He and his son spent years looking for the fabled gold of Dense Run, eventually guiding the FBI to remote woodland site 135 miles northeast of Pittsburgh, where they say their instruments identified a large quantity of metal. The FBI brought in a geophysical consulting firm whose sensitive equipment detected a 7 to 9 ton mass suggestive suggestive of gold. Armed with a warrant, a team of FBI agents came in March 2018 to dig up the hillside. Good grief. An FBI videographer was on hand to document it at one point interviewing a Philadelphia-based agent on the FBI's art crime team who explained by the FBI was in the woods 
of one of Pennsylvania's most sparsely populated counties. We've identified through our investigation a site that we believe had uh, has U.S. property, which includes a significant sum of base metal, which is valuable, particularly gold, maybe silver, the agent said on the video, his face blurred by the FBI to protect his privacy, calling it a 155-year-old case. Now, hold on a second. What? If you're in the FBI... Are you able to protect their privacy if, if there's somebody that's involved protect in protect whose privacy? This FBI agent. The video's blurred. I mean, are they? You know, you want like, to go back and figure out who do this they have agent like, is. Do they have like? Is it the right ability that, to obfuscate themselves? Or I mean, or, uh, what if you want to go figure some of this stuff out? What happened to this gold? You got to go interview and find you don't this tell FBI them. agent. That's why you don't tell them. And you that's just why take the go ahead. <coughs> if you don't go ahead, you'll never get ahead. You might as well just go ahead. You have to. T- <laughs> if I found one step beyond out, that, look, they're coming in and taking your, you know what? What did you think was going to happen? You think they're going to go, hey, well, good job. You to get to right keep thing. seven to nine tons of gold. No. You should. And this is what right. I said a, a couple episodes about. Want to go halfsies? No, holesies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can tax it, but you can't take it. I mean, how? I guess ta- you get taxed on this that. You got to get taxed his somehow. Whole life looking you can't get for nine this. tons of gold and then not get taxed. And the equipment, I mean, they have it all documented that, hey, we got this hit. There's massive amounts of metal. Oh, they know it's In there. this hillside. They just thought they could push this guy away is what it sounds like. So it goes on to say, uh, so where was I? Only a dig. Oh, there you go. Born not to run. Touche. It's government property if it came off a train. Right. Therein lies the rub, too, though. What if it's proven that it came from this and maybe he doesn't have a claim to it necessarily? You would still think they'd give him like a, hey, finder's fee. Somebody returns your wallet to him, you know. Uh, Sure. Not that you expect it, but. Nope. Nine tons of gold, I'd kind of expect you to give me a couple shillings. Well, they would have to document that, and that would tie him to the whole story. You know what I mean? Like, it leaves a paper trail. If they ha- <laughs> if they give him something somewhere along the line, that's got to be in a public record. So then this guy's in the public record of this treasure existing, and then all of a sudden they have to explain, hey, what happened to the seven tons of gold and silver? This is just like the worst twist of fate of like you're the treasure hunter who finds this massive cache of gold. Like you're like, this is the storybook ending. Taking pictures. And then it's like, no, we're going to just, you know. Well, I wonder if they did document it and take pictures and it's. Oh, it sounds like that's what from what you were saying. They're they're pushing for the uh, judge to release that information. The FBI doesn't want to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um uh, so Parada obtained the video and other FBI records through a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit, hoping they would help answer lingering questions about what took place at Dent's Run five years ago. Parada was mostly kept away from the dig, uh, from the dig site while the FBI did its work. Hmm. He suspects the agency conducted clandestine overnight digs between the first and second days of the court-authorized evacu- uh, excavation, found the gold, and spirited it away. Residents have previously told uh, of hearings and uh, hearing a backhoe and a jackhammer overnight oh, <laughs> when the dig was supposed to have been paused, and seeing a uh, a convoy of FBI vehicles, including large armored trucks. The FBI had denied it was conducting this overnight dig. Clearly, sure. uh, deny, deny, deny. Sure. Uh, Parada 
and a consultant, Warren Gettler, have focused a handful of FBI photos and accompanying photo log that have them questioning the FBI's official gold dig timeline. At, uh, at issue is the presence or absence of snow in the images and the timing of the storm that briefly disrupted operations. For example, an FBI image that was supposed to have been taken about an hour after small, uh, after the squall does not show any snow on a large moss-covered boulder at the dig site. The same boulder is snow-covered in a photo that the FBI records indicate was taken the next morning, some 15 hours after the storm. Sounds like they found a lot of gold. Oh, sounds like somebody has Sounds like somebody taken that gold to Went the full. lower regions of the Smithsonian. Went full. Jay, gold member. Jay, if you're listening, get us in. We'll take a look. <laughs> Soft disclosure uh, for Jay. Yep. Uh, so a photo op of them thinking, yes, exactly. Uh, uh, he should have just ate it all the, like, like Cartman did. <laughs> I read that, dude, Man Bear Pig. Oh, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Like Cartman did in the, did in the Man Bear Pig South Park episode. Exactly. It's a good show. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, there, it goes on. But you get the gist of it. Uh, the gist of it is he's getting the runaround. Yeah. And he, again, should have just taken the go-ahead route and yep. put nine tons of gold in his piggy right. bank. Right. How do you spend that? Well, you melt it down and you make it into currency. You think? And you distribute it to, you know, whatever. Somebody asks you Ace where you got this gold. a lot gold. of things. Where'd you, get it? Where'd you get this gold? You keep going. And it's our reserve. You'd have to be like Andy Dufresne across the country. You, nine tons? Yeah. Overnight, you became like, again, the Walter White of gold. You have nine tons of gold. Well, the government can hide things, big things. They can. I'm saying a person, like if I found nine tons of gold, what do I do with that? How do you well, spend it? you hire. The government, now, I Now get. you're rich. You can hire a ton of people to dig it out and pull as much as you Buy need out of it. Mine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Buy a gold mine. Just dump all of it in there. <laughs> Buy an old gold mine. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> that's pretty good. Exactly. Hey, that's pretty good. That's plausible. Okay. I like that. Just buy a gold mine. Hey, if Adam Aaron can do it for uh, AMC <laughs> movie theaters. Getting then, more gold. Yeah. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on the... Nope. I think I think we got that. Gotcha. Just to that one. Okay. That was a good one. Let's say you found it there. I love that. Um, next title headline. We've had a lot of the UAP... <laughs> Uh, headlines in the news, different countries, different states. They're all over the you know globe. We're shooting down. It's a Hobby Lobby balloon, whatever it is. We don't even know still. I don't even want to really go down that. I just wanted to kind of introduce this. But, you know, they, there's kind of a great question in that, too, of like you're shooting $500,000 Sidewinder missiles or whatever they are at a balloon. Yeah, we You don't know that when you're shooting it. Yeah. You got to know that. Right. I don't know. Anyhow, so next quote or uh, article comes from uh, TMZ, and uh, it's not directly their um, own story. I mean, Steven Spielberg was doing a lot of this, but Steven Spielberg says uh, there's life out there, and our government is hiding it from us. So from March 4th of this year, Steven Spielberg says U.S. government is hiding info about UFOs from you and everyone else in the country. The ET director was blunt on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, quote, 
I think the secrecy that is shrouding all of these sightings and the lack of transparency until the Freedom of Information Act compels certain materials to be released publicly, I think that there is something going on that simply needs extraordinary due diligence. Amen. Kudos. That's probably a good way to say it, and it needs to have more eyes on it. Um, he's clearly intrigued by all the sightings, including the Pentagon's conclusion that it cannot explain more than 100 UFOs. Quote, I think that... Uh, sorry, I think what has been coming out recently is fascinating, just absolutely fascinating. I would like to hear more about it. I don't know what they are, referring to the UAPs, UFOs. And we also have a video from this one. Um, it, it just kind of surmises, yeah, he doesn't think they're being totally honest with us. And now, yeah. the thrilling conclusion of my conversation with a man I now feel comfortable calling Mr. Spielberg. <laughs> Let's talk about UFOs. For a minute, what do you make of what's going on right now? Oh, it's exciting. <laughs> There's something out there. You so don't you're think a believer. He's known stuff. I don't know if I'm a believer Dude. in the sense that he, I'm kind he's of the person been in that some would think. Big rooms. Yeah, I, I got to see something like that to believe it. I'll, mm -hmm. I, I can make up stuff sure. and make movies about things that I've never seen or experienced, and that's fine. But in terms of really believing something, I think I'd have to have a, my own close encounter. Mm -hmm. um, so so I have, I've never seen a UFO. I wish I wish I did. Nothing time, that's correct? unexplained. I've never seen anything that They're I couldn't that? explain. Mm -hmm. But I, mean, I believe I don't know. certain people who I have seen things that they can't explain that is unexplainable. Um, I think what has been coming out recently is fascinating, just absolutely fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the secrecy that is shrouding uh -oh. yeah. uh -oh. all of these sightings mm -hmm. yeah. and the he lack of transparency yeah, and wow. information act compels certain materials to be released publicly. I think that there is something going on that simply needs extraordinary... Um, Man, they're giving you know, Hollywood the go-ahead I mean, to just, start I, going full I would full like to hear more about it. I don't know what they are. Gates. Uh, my yep. imagination and my well, love like for... Hollywood. You know, I, I don't believe we're alone for in the universe. Hollywood here. Well, I think it's mathematical. So you got some provocation because of the UAP sightings recently. It's obviously driving the the conversation, right? If we didn't have all these UAPs that were being shot down, he probably wouldn't have the segment. He wouldn't just randomly ask Steven Spielberg, yeah, what do you think is the government well, hiding UFOs? Uh, but what the UAP, we shot down these balloons or whatever they were, what that did is it at least started the conversation in public. Yeah, not just here on the Strange Road or whatever podcast talks about and UFOs. And Stephen Colbert or does UAPs. not get into this territory. No, you know what I mean. Like, no, they're that's it's weird. It's almost like all the mainstream narratives are just hey, run with whatever you want. Whereas so much in the past, it's been just controlled. That's where we're like going to see aliens first. See Stephen Colbert doing a giant interview with Steven Spielberg, dude. Like, that's TV and Hollywood levels, top, top, top levels of Hollywood here. And it's just all open. They hit the play No button. big deal. They took the go-ahead route. Man. Went right on ahead with disclosure. My conspiracy mind is just going, you know, to this. Wait till you get to the next article that you're going to read. It's just, yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm going to put it even, even crazier there. So were you good on that one? Yeah, I mean... The video kind of sure. says it all here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my take on it. It's, it. And again, like, maybe he's thought this for a while. 
Yeah. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's not a. He's not in on it. He doesn't know about UFOs. We'll give him two sides of this coin, obviously. But he could also have the Kubrick side of the. Did he, you know, fake the moon oh, landing fake type the thing? Moon landing. He got Spielberg making um, ET. Mm-hmm. Most encounters of the third kind. Yeah. The guy that says he doesn't have any of these experiences, I, I believe you. Yeah. But you're also making some of the most iconic. Mm, yes. Paranormal, huge. extraterrestrial. Dude, we stayed at Devil's Tower yeah. in Wyoming. They play that movie every night at seven. Every night. Every night. That's amazing. And the, the tower's right there behind the, the That's so theater cool. screen. It's awesome. That's so cool. E.T., shout out to you. Shout uh, out to E.T. You know, copyright infringement at a B. He's he's a you know just our he's our kind of our spirit here. guide. Yep, he's our buddy. Uh, he actually has some clothes that ever was since fashioned by uh, 2018 Bonnaroo, I think it was. He's got a little utility belt on, which we're trying to have uh, Ron on at some point. We'll have Ron on to help kind of tell the whole. Backstory of ET and uh, Ron from the Parachute People. We're working on Shoot Ron, uh, getting making that happen as an episode. But uh, he's doing great work. Uh, so there you go. Look at that. ET's got the wiki, the Crystal Skull. He's feeling good Maybe about that's life. That's why people like the strange happenings. We they're they're getting entranced with the the glance <laughs> in the ET's eyes and his just. <laughs> He's here. We gotta scoot him over. He's like the extraterrestrial Uncle Sam. I want you for the strange road. (laughs) That would be a great poster if we could get uh, Spielberg to sign off on that. Where's your will to be weird? We want you. Yeah, I want you to phone home. Um. Okay. Here we go. Last article. Yes. We got one more after this. Okay. Uh, So this this is from the Bite by Frank. Landymore Mm -hmm. Wu Tang affiliate collaborates with NASA to release rap song about space. Okay, uh, we got rapper Wu Tang affiliate um, known as uh, Kamran or Lazarus Khan is a big fan of NASA and space travel. And to profess his love for both, Lazarus says he will be premiering a brand new song called Pale Blue Dot from aboard the International Space Station later this month. The rapper announced in an Instagram live stream with former NASA chief scientist Jim Green. How wild's that? But Lazarus didn't just want to write your average space schmaltz single. Instead, he wanted to write something more realistic and grounded in science. And who better to consult than Green, who also offered up his expertise on Ridley Scott's film, The Martian. I didn't want to do a song about space and just sound like, okay, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, said said the enthused Lazarus. Um, but there's this philosophical introspective element Lazarus was trying to explore in his single too. There's different insights we can gain just from being out there in space and looking in that and looking in that can help our world and society. He said, Lazarus added that he viewed hip hop as an ideal genre to speak on topics like space travel, what's going on in outer space. And we have a video on this one, was it? Or the last one? I think we have a video on the last one. Oh, okay. It's not this one. So there you go, man. Wu-Tang in, in space. That was crazy. Um, yeah, that was a quick one. Do you want to take the last one? Mm-hmm. Uh, this one comes from Coast to Coast AM. 
Shout out to them, um, George Nori, because I love that show. Um, video is of venomous caterpillars that are invading Virginia. And I'm sure if you're a Virginian, you know these caterpillars. So um, wildlife officials in Virginia have issued a warning about hairy venomous caterpillars that produce a powerful and painful reaction when touched. According to the Virginia Department of Forestry, the deceptively diminutive creatures with the appropriately nightmarish name Puss Caterpillars <laughs> recently been <laughs> spotted in several counties in the eastern part of the state. Somewhat resembling a tiny toupee, the fuzzy bug is far <laughs> from adorable and, in fact, is one of the most venomous species of caterpillar in the United States by way of toxin, which is easily transferred from its fur. Caterpillars so, get, yeah. I didn't know this. I, I'm not like I touch a lot of caterpillars, but. Somebody put a caterpillar uh, during two-a-days in the back uh, in football practice in the like pulled my pants back oh, and dropped really? it. dude it hurts so bad like my whole skin became so incredibly inflamed I'll bet and I didn't know till years later that caterpillars are extremely toxic our boy I Mr. E probably knows a lot know more that. about it, about Jeez, that um, what'd you um, put on there some gold bond <laughs> medicated uh, or just pick the little things out over wow. time and my yeah it was <laughs> wild so these are like a whole other level yeah yeah of like well they've been cautioned toxic. yeah the, the residents have been cautioned that the insects can be found in parks or near structures the department added uh, advised residents if you find the caterpillar leave it alone and let its natural enemies control their populations there are a number of other insects that will prey on them at different stages of their life cycle so um, should an unfortunate individual come into contact with one of these creatures, experts say they could suffer a variety of reactions, including an initial intense wave of pain followed by possible nausea, fever, vomiting, and muscle cramps. Um, and here's a quote from somebody that actually had this experience. So it was like nothing I'd ever experienced, recalled Puss Caterpillar victim Julie Hammer to a local television station. It was excruciating. It did not let up at all. The experience was so intense that she wound up in the emergency room seeking treatment while it felt like I was being stung during the entirety of the mm -hmm. hospital visit. Yeah. While experts are uncertain as to why the non-native insects have arrived in Virginia, given the strangeness that has been 2020, it's not altogether surprising. To that end, now we're left wondering what might happen if they tangled with a murder hornet. I mean, they just, <laughs> right. <laughs> Jeez, well, they just come in shipping containers and that stuff. That is ugly. Costco, you know, and like weird Costco looking. order. That, it does. It looks like a hairpiece. The, the so picture at the bottom. There we go. There's an video. insect that could be quite painful. The toupee caterpillar. It. We're talking about the pus caterpillar, oh, and they're starting pus. their annual crawl across Virginia. <laughs> These hairy brown critters look more like rodents than caterpillars. Ten on your side's Jason Damn, Marks Bob. first told you about them way back in 2013. Oh, what you, what, a Virginia Beach woman what do you told want me to do? Accidentally <laughs> Look at that. One See, that's kind of. quickly regretted it. That's the pus caterpillar my, is one of is two poisonous caterpillars oh. found in the area. Oh. When I picked up the cooler, I smashed the caterpillar against thing. my wrist, and he stung me, and it happened right here. It was like nothing Dang. I've ever experienced. It was excruciating. You know what it it did not let up at all. Getting stung so by a jellyfish. The mm -hmm. whole time I was in the emergency room, little, it felt like I was still they being have stung. Both really of them will, will have exactly the same reaction. They have these hollow uh, acid, uh, uh, spines that are filled with an acid-like material. Uh, it protects them from birds. That's my that's wife its, got stung. In, that's its benefit to the uh, to the caterpillar. Yeah. Norfolk, Virginia. Wow. So far, thing. they've been seen in Richmond, but not in Hampton so Roads. Oh, yeah. like, if you do like get fever stung. dreams on the way home, I was cruising through yeah. the mountains doing like yeah. you know, the speed limit. Right. And um, <laughs> she, oh, 
she was like looking at the sunroof of the car, just like literally hallucinating. I was like, it's okay. Just keep drinking water. Yeah. You know, I asked her, do you want me to pee on it? Which is the way you neutralize the uh, jellyfish thing. But I don't think it's proper recourse on the beach in the daytime. No, and I got kind of got yelled at on a. On a you peed on, on someone? A, no, I no. no, no. It was in the introductory <laughs> explanation of what happens if you get stung by a jellyfish, and of course I blurted out, "Shouldn't I just go pee on her?" And the guy was like, "No way, don't do that. Just come up to the snorkel area, and we'll take care of it. But please do not do that." Sorry. That's so, so funny. Yeah. Gosh, I was in Mexico. That's hilarious. They all laughed. I did too. <laughs> yeah, and I was mispronouncing the name of the caterpillar. It's a pus caterpillar. <laughs> puss. I well, said. I said. Now we know. Now we know. It's apparently not right. We potato, potato every day on this show. Yep. You know. Well. But look how gnarly that thing is. It looks it's like so uh, weird. I mean, if I came across that, I'm thinking that thing's not a caterpillar. That's some kind of a weird slug. Looks like a chicken wing with fur. <laughs> it's gross. It's oh, you know what it reminds me of? Those weird modular body things that were oh, dancing around. God, the modular body, no creepy chicken dancing. I don't know what. what. That was a grotesque episode. Yeah. I couldn't watch that video. Necro made a body with Krang inside of him. I said it looked like Pickle Rick. (laughs) That's all I could think of when I was watching and connecting like chicken nuggets of meat together. From cells that he grew from himself. He cultured those cells from himself. That's even grosser, weirder part. I don't, there's something about if you've ever had a surgery where either, and I've had a lot of them, so I've had a plate put in my arm for the first time I went mountain biking with Mike. <laughs> first and time I ever. broke my arm and <laughs> knocked myself out and chipped some teeth and oh, God, that was split horrible. my chin to the bone. And uh, so then I got a plate put in my arm, and that was interesting because, you know, when I was a nurse, I would always have the thought from, like, you know, you can kind of, like, empathize with people, but if you don't know what a broken bone feels like, you just don't know. Yeah. So not that I want any more of them, but I have that experience. Or um, having, like, a piece of your body removed is a weird thing to wrap your head around. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange because I had, like, part of my bone in my throat from when I face planted. Yeah. And then I had a... You cracked other, your like, face on the uh, bridge that was pretty down good. on the bottom of the hill. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. If that... Bridge wasn't there, you probably wouldn't have gotten here as hurt as what you did. I don't think so. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I don't know. Lessons learned. Don't do it and again. And you've never gone mountain biking ever since then. Sold it immediately First after. And only time. First and last time mountain biking. <laughs> oh, man. I just realized I don't need new hobbies at this age. Well, at least not like deadly 15 ones. 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And even at that age, it's like, I'm good. I played guitar for a long time in my life, and I thought if I lose the ability to play guitar because I did this, I would have been really upset. And by the way, we're going to get Bub to finally play guitar. At some point. Before an episode of Strange Happenings, we just got to get him a message out the day of, the day before, to bring your guitar down here. We'll get the mic set up and have a little jam session. Why not? Strange Happenings is loose. We can do what we we want. Do an intro. That would be fun. Um, so anything else? I think that was it. Um, 
you know, as always, you can find us at The Strange Road on all socials, including TikTok, by the way, everyone. Stoner just crushing it over on TikTok with now approaching 1,300 followers, I believe. Uh, so TikTok, Stoner's videos, TikTok account is like the Robin Williams movie when he was in like the, the fourth grade and he was 40. Like he blew past so many things in like days on TikTok. And I was like, how did you make this? Ha- not, not mad about it. It's just like, man, TikTok is like on another level of engagement. So. Yep. Yep, he has been crushing it, so it's awesome. Oh, and by the way, Born Not to Run, the intro music is uh, our buddy uh, Legend and Bub's original music. Yeah. So uh, we make all the, the music. The outro music, the intro music yeah. right now is uh, formerly Bright Night Alaska, was the yeah. group, but you guys are kind of evolving into. We're looking for a new name. We don't really have a band, we just make music for the fun of it. Yeah. If you want to listen to stuff and you want to dig up on us, yeah, we did have a band named Bright Night Alaska, and we did 12 songs and made some EPs. Um, But, yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, making music uh, for the intro and outro is always something that we're working on. And just have fun. It's fun to have something to lead, you know, audience into – it's a space. banger, dude. Yeah, that track, oh, the song's great. The track will roll out uh, yeah. for you guys after this. Is a that's legend. Is yeah, a legend original. That's our buddy. He's made music for us in several different occasions. But yeah, um, he knows his stuff. But uh, Facebook group Strange Road Hitchhikers, check us out there. Yep. Bubs on Twitter handles all of our on Twitter, Twitter stuff. Um, I'm usually on the Instagram side of things. Stoner's the TikTok man. Uh, and, of course, we always want to thank uh, the Wizard Stoner. Absolutely. And Sir Bro of Diz. Those guys are great looking. Couldn't do it without them. sounding good, looking good. Fantastic. Um, couldn't That's ask awesome. for uh, better two dudes to be helping us with all that. The only thing I ask more of is myself to help them do it easier. Try to get in my seat. Try to get ready. It's hard for me. Getting Bub in the seat. It's like corralling a herd of turtles. Since the first episode ever. It's difficult. Has been difficult. But over the years, I've learned how to uh, (laughs) be the puppeteer of the uh, Bubs. He helps direct me. From time to time. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, all the, you know, Instagram. uh, You can find us. You guys know where we are. Yeah. Um, Listen. Follow. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody that you think yes. that they might like to listen to this. Like Necro just said in the chat, hit the like button. You yes, know. thank you. Thank not, you. Not trying to be overly needy or asking, but uh, anything that you can do to help us um, kind of keep doing this. That's that's yep. why we're here, and that's hopefully what we're doing, but we appreciate it. And just kind of put the message out there, you know, put the bug yep. in people's ears. I'm doing it. Question. I'm doing it now all the time. I told my dentist today when Real I had to quick. go to the dentist. I was like, you know what we're doing? She's checking it out. <laughs> I told the barber the other oh, day. Oh, yeah. I, I tell t- everybody yeah, about this. Yeah, so, for yeah. sure. I like doing it. I want to keep doing it. Just a quick question. What's up? Go How ahead. did Rolo's bed get all the way over there? I put it over there. You put it all the way over there? He moved. He moves his bed from oh, time to time. Oh, he moves his bed. Yeah. You, do you so. know we're done? Yeah, he does. He knows when the outro is so funny, dude. He knows when the outro is is happening. Oh, bozo. (laughs) He's a good baby. All right. So, yes, thank you, uh, Necro. Hit that like button and everybody else. um, You know, review the show on uh, Apple and Spotify if you guys like the show. Uh, But that's it for us. Give us suggestions. Tell us what you're watching, listening to, what you read, whatever Um, it is. the, The Strange Road Hitchhikers group on Facebook. Um, drop links in there, drop anything that you think is cool, 
who knows? It might end up on, on Hit the up show. that Facebook group, too, because yeah. that... And some of you guys I know aren't on Facebook, which we're, oh, I'm, we're working towards a Discord uh, channel. Now some that you have things. a community of somewhere that people can go and kind of congregate is what I was trying to get at, yeah. more or less, because I don't yeah. use Facebook either. But if you have it, spaces are being set up so that people can kind of, you know, keep Come these conversations out. going. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so Stoke the fire. thank you to all of you in the chat. You guys are the best. And uh, we're signing out. Uh, drop that tune, bro. See you guys.